I know uh, some of you weren't here this past week, but who might remember what we talked about last week? i tell you what, I'll give you a hint. We had used a, uh, a disease that, that we call Alzheimer's. Now, um, in relating that back to our spiritual life and how sometimes, how you doing? Good morning. Come on in. Um, but we had used that in relation to uh, what can happen in our spiritual life as well. And what, is, what was Alzheimer's? What is something that are our common... Um, I, I'm not very good sometimes off the cuff. <laughs> uh, but what is some of the common system, symptoms there? Forgetting about stuff. And so if we do that with our spiritual life and we forget about things, what are we often to do? Forget about past blessings? Forget about our dependence upon God. This is good, and you weren't even here last week. <laughs> All right, the change we're supposed to make. And ultimately, when we forget about these things, we forget about how good God has been to us, and we lose that uh, thankfulness or that gratitude that we should have towards God. Um, and so... Last week, we talked about renewing our gratitude uh, to God. So I had made mention of that because of the fact that we had, had um, talked about Alzheimer's for a little bit and kind of, you know, because most people are fairly familiar with that and how that it's a, a gradual uh, decline as far as the, your your. your mental state goes and being able to remember certain things and so is uh, that case with our spiritual life because it might start with you know just forgetting one little thing and then it continues to go and go and go until we are completely uh, ungrateful for for many things that God has done for us Uh, and I bring that up because this week we're going to be going similar, except instead of a, being a, a disease, it's more of a disorder that I feel like many of us has, has, uh, has heard and probably experienced uh, to some extent, you know, whether it be someone you know or, or what have you. But it's called ADD. Does anybody know what that stands for? Attention Deficit Disorder. All right, and what some of the, uh, the, the problems with people that have ADD. Mind wanders, can't keep your mind on one thing? There we go. You know what our lesson is this morning? (laughs) Renewing our focus. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. So, but yeah, it's, with ADD, we have a tendency to easily get distracted. You know, we can't stay focused so much on certain things. And I tell you, I don't, I've, I was never taken to, I don't know if it's a psychologist or whoever it is that actually diagnoses you with ADD, but my mom will tell you, if she was here this morning, that especially as a younger child, I had to have had that. (laughs) So um, I don't know if I did or not, but whatever the case may be. um, But with children or even adults, 
that have this problem, it's hard for them to stay focused on certain things. Um, and with that, what's the common uh, uh, antidote for that? What do, what do they try to do for people that have ADD? Medicine. Medicine. So with this thought, do you think that this is very possible in our spiritual life as well? You know, can we get ADD, attention deficit disorder, in our spiritual life? Because it's, we can easily get distracted from our goal or walk uh, with God in different aspects of our life. And with that, rather than medication being a cure, or not really a cure, but a help uh, to deter that, what is something that we could do spiritually? Meditate. There we go. Meditation. I, I question on whether or not to just throw that out there. But thank you, Jim. Uh, so rather than medication, meditation uh, should be more of a focus in our spiritual life when we have a spiritual uh, ADD or attention deficit disorder where we have a problem staying focused on what we uh, where our focus should be. Uh, so how can our, our, our Christian life become uh, hard to focus on? What, what causes it uh, in, in certain ways? All right. Sometimes work. Lack of prioritizing. Is there, you think that uh, sometimes in, in studying even, that we can, you know, now I mean, granted, I got a little bit, you know, thicker of a Bible than most, but, and that's because it's a, it's a chain reference. I got all kinds of references back here, but, um, you know, there's 66 books within this one book, and, you know, sometimes just stepping back and, and looking at that, man, 66 books, boy, that's, that's a lot, you know. And then within that 66 books, you've got all these things that I, I should be doing. And, man, I, it can just get overwhelming. And, and, and then when you think about the other aspects as far as, you know, where you've got a concordance or a, uh, or a dictionary or what have you to try to help you a little bit in your studies. You know, and you, and you start compounding these things sometimes it can get a little overwhelming to us. Um, so with this, and getting back to what we've been doing throughout this book, is we've been going through the book of Deuteronomy, uh, not a verse-by-verse or textual study within it, but yet pulling some things out that Moses is, is uh, going back over with the new generation before they go in to take over the promised land. Um, just a reminder, once again, this is a, the new generation. This is not the original generation that came out of Egypt uh, that Moses is speaking to. Uh, but he's reminding them of several different things. And we get down to verse or to chapter 10 in the book of Deuteronomy, verses 12 and 13. And we find basically a single sentence that summarizes everything there is to following God. 
Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. If I can have a volunteer read that for us. All right. So there's a lot in this. And don't worry, we're going to go over that section, those two verses there in a little bit more detail. But there's a lot in this. And once again, this is Moses speaking to uh, the children of Israel. And he's trying to get them to, to think about what their focus is. This is how you ought to, to, how you ought to live. This is how you ought to, to focus on, on your life um, or in the direction that you have. The first thing that he makes mention of here, any, just, I feel like I'm preaching up here, any comments or thoughts up to this point? But the first thing that he talks about here. Uh, in, in verse 12, it says, Now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? And the first thing he makes mention of is to fear the Lord. What does he mean by fear the Lord? I'm sorry, what was that? Reverence. Reverence. Okay. Um, in a sense of, you know, uh, many of us, I think, have gone to the beach before and You've stood in the sand, and you've just kind of looked out over the sea. And I, I tell you, that, that's an amazing picture in my mind, if nothing else, is to be able to sit in the stand or stand in the sand and look across the ocean, and especially where the, the skies look like they're touching the ocean, and just look at that, that vastness and, and be in awe of it. Uh, as well as, you know, when you're, and I mean, you can do it at night when you're looking up at the stars or even during the daytime and you just look out into the sky. Once again, in, in my mind, when I look upon, and I like to get out further, you know, so like when you're looking out and you've got the skyline touching the tops of the trees and just the, the beautiful uh, picture there. And you're just in, in awe of the beauty and the wonderness of that. And uh, you, so you take that and you think about the fact that God is the one that created this and how much of more of a reverence or an awe that we should have for him than the actual creation itself. Right. And you know, that brings up upon a good point. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 31, uh, if somebody wants to read that for us real quick. All right. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, which kind of brings up the aspect that you're referring to. It, it can be very fearful if we're not living the type of life we should be living, uh, if we're not obeying the gospel and, and putting Christ on. But at the same time, to fear God is to respect him, and it can be a, a very fearful respect in the fact that we haven't been doing what we're supposed to be doing. But over in Proverbs chapter 9, and in verse 10, somebody else wants to read? All right. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Somebody want to expand upon that at all? Knowing who God is and who you are. 
Um, once again, we think about the aspects that I was just talking about as far as the, the skies and the seas and, and the vastness of this world and going on beyond this world but into the galaxy and what have you. Absolutely. But at the same time, God cares for us, each and every one of us. Um, and I think you, along with Jim and your comments, you put together the aspect that we have here. So we're to fear God. Any other thoughts or comments before we keep going into the next aspect? Absolutely. And I think that thought process is more so what the uh, Proverbs writer there had in mind and said, Fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of our wisdom. Yes. All right. Very good. Running full circle back to, <laughs> to uh, Tony's comment. Putting the fear of God in you. Huh? So the first thing he says is to fear the Lord your God. <clears throat> the very next aspect there, it says to walk in all his ways. All right. To walk in his ways. Throughout the, uh, the Bible, we, we see our life being described as a journey, as a walk, um, or as a race, as uh, I believe it was Paul that had pointed out. So it's, this isn't a, a new concept to any of us, you know, that we are on a journey, that we are to walk in uh, his ways. When we think about the aspect of walking, though, we're also uh, reminded uh, throughout the, the, the text in certain aspects that there are more than one way to walk. You have the walk of you know, pleasing yourself or uh, the, ultimately the walk towards the... Uh, ultimately, you're, you're either going to be walking towards the heavenly eternity or towards hell as eternity. And basically, you have those two paths, which is what uh, Jesus points out in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, which uh, I'm sure that we could all are very familiar with. But like I said, I'm not too good at quoting, especially when I'm standing up here. So I'm just going to put it there really. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14 says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So there's two different paths that we should take. And Jesus points that out in, uh, I'm not going to read these, but Jeremiah chapter 10, in verse 23, if somebody wants to flip there and read that. And if while somebody's flipping there, if you, somebody else wants to flip over to Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12, and we'll just knock both of these out in one, one time. So whoever has Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 23, so it is not in itself, uh, but let's hit Proverbs real quick. Who has Proverbs 14 and verse 12? So the way that is in oneself or the way, way that seems right unto man leads to what? Death. 
Um, so as we think about the two paths, once again, we should fear the Lord and we should walk in his ways, in God's ways. And uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, Paul tells us we should walk by faith and not by sight. Once again, bringing up that same aspect. All right, the next is to love him. This one uh, could take forever, but we're going to try to keep it within the, the, the realm. So I've got two more aspects to go over after this. But we have to love him. So we are to fear him, walk in his ways, and to love him. <clears throat> Someone define love for me. I know Jim can because I've heard him say it many times. And I love his the way he does it. All right. To want the very best. How do you, uh, how do you show love? Obedience. All right. Very good. So... <clears throat> To love is it's an exercise of, of personal commitment. <clears throat> to say that, yes, I will love you, is not so much an emotion, but yet a decision to make. It is you know, uh, deciding that you are going to love him, and is what Eric had made mention, to follow uh, uh his path, I, I forget what you, the word that you'd use there, uh, obedience, thank you, <clears throat> to obey him in those things. Any thoughts or comments on that? that I, right. And <clears throat> to kind of combine this one along with our next one, which is to serve him with all your heart and soul, just a few weeks ago in Deuteronomy chapter 6, our we'd hit uh, the verses where it says to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Um, And there he was referencing that we need to love him uh, in every aspect. And here we have, you know, once again, to love him. But to kind of transition into our next point here, uh, it says to serve him with all of your heart and soul. Absolutely. So not to be afraid to to actually verbalize it, uh, e- even in your prayers to him. Uh, absolutely. And to reference that in, you know, in verse, in chapter 6, he says to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and mind or heart, soul, and strength. Here in in chapter 10, it says to love him and then to serve him with all your heart and soul. So ultimately, as we're talking about love and how that love is obedience, uh, we also have the aspect of serving him, which is a byproduct of love. In 1 Thessalonians Chapter 1 and verse 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3, we have remembering without ceasing. Your, once, and this is Paul, once again, writing to 
uh, the Thessalonians here. And I'm going to back up and read verse 2 as well because it kind of ties in better with that. It says, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor, and love, and patience of hope in all in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. So here we have Paul making mention of, to this group about how they uh, worked with their work of faith, uh, laboring of love. To keep this going, I've got actually, who wants to read? Let me, let me, I've got a few verses here that I'm wanting to, all right, Jeremy, Jeremy, look up Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6. Jeff, if you don't mind, look up uh, Mark chapter 10. We're going to do verses 45, or 44 and 45. And then, uh, Glenn, you want to do it? Uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. All right, Galatians 5 and verse 6. All right. So, getting back to the aspect that it's not just he was pointing out the aspects of the law and keeping aspects of, of um, the Mosaic law here in Galatians, Paul had pointed out that it was within what? Only faith working through love. Uh, Mark chapter 10, verses 44 and 45. All right. And if Christ, who is our example, came to serve and not to be served, then we should as well. Real quick, Glenn. All right. So within this, we find that true service would take sacrifice. It's not going to be something that that is just half-hearted. It's something that we're going to do with with all that we have. Any thoughts or comments? That's right. Served all the way up to death as far as the apostles go. Um, absolutely express God's love and glory to to others. Mm-hmm. We've got to get out there. It's more than just you know, a Sunday morning Christian. It's more to it than that. Uh, which ties us... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pat. Absolutely. If, we, if you love me, keep my commandments. And that flows on into the last aspect that I have about two minutes to do, uh, which is keeping or keep the commandments, uh, which from the discussion that we've already had, it pretty much ties in keeping the commandments along with it. But real quick, in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, we have Jesus speaking once again. He says, uh, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So, once again, uh, keeping this in, in the context here, you know, to fear the Lord, to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve him, 
uh, with all your heart and soul and to keep his commandments. Uh, but as we had made mention of earlier, or someone had was making reference to this, and I don't remember who it was, uh, I wanted to say it then, but then uh, I wanted to bring you know say it to the end. Uh, because everything can be so overwhelming, everything you were talking at the beginning of how we can get off track, you know, that uh, as, as far as spiritual ADD, we can easily get uh, distracted from our walk and the way that we should be by looking at all these things. And, man, you know, it seems like so hard to do this. It seems like it's so hard because we get in our minds that, man, we've got to be perfect in every way. But yet... It's not so much perfection, but it's direction. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we've got to wind down because uh, we're over time, but I do appreciate all the comments and, and your attention.